from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Here we go, 5 o'clock hour, Silver 7's. Kraken, Knights, Knights need at least one point to uh, sweep the whole shebang in terms of seeds in the West. Adam Hill is here, it's Cofield, Mateo's on the scene, Finley Toyota Studios across town. Ari is running the show. Uh, we're going to get to VGK and set this game up. Had some good conversations today out at Lorenzi Park with a Golden Knights back project with the city of Las Vegas on a new hockey rink, a ball hockey rink. But I wanted to mention a couple of women's basketball notes. Uh, one, I don't know if you saw that Phoenix has signed Essence Booker. So she had a great career. Really all over college basketball, but her last couple of years spent at UNLV, so she'll get a chance to uh, get some experience, at least in camp. Be cool if she made the team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously there was some hope that she would go in the draft, and she didn't, and so uh, she catches on, and uh, it'll be good to see her you know, potentially come back and play in Las Vegas again as a, you know, a, an opponent playing against the Aces at some point. I still have a little difficulty, even though I've said over the last 25 years that I will cover women's basketball like I cover men's basketball, and sometimes there could be some mocking, some hard truths. And I just hesitated from sending out a tweet. There's nothing wrong with it. But I just had to point something out, and like five people in the audience are going to understand what I'm talking about here. But um, someone put up a graphic of women's basketball players last year, and this was field goal leaders by distance. So... Caitlin Clark, 25-plus feet, still shot at 43%. Wow. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, under four feet, that's a good one. Is that your shot? I think, no. I'm, I think I might be a worse shooter. I think I'm better from the elbow than I am underneath the basket. Yeah. I mean, you should make a fairly high percentage. I'm also 5'9". Um, that's fair. Mackenzie Holmes, Indiana, had a really good year. She shot 83% from under four feet. The best number in all these distances, because there's a player from Mercer, Iona, Villanova, Matty Segrist, who was a pretty high draft pick, uh, shot 52% between 10 and 15. Still part of the women's game. I'm sure the morning show would break this down and say, hey, 50, 52% worthless, right? No mid-range jumpers. Those guys don't like the mid-range. Well, 52% from mid-range is very inefficient. Right. Yeah. Um, the leader on this whole chart, I'm really building this up for no payoff. It's uh, just what I saw personally, and it's why I like watching women's basketball sometimes. Um, Allison Fertig plays at Wyoming, and between 4 and ten, she, uh, 10 feet, she shot 65%. And I retweeted, um, she didn't against Desiree Young. <laughs> Oof. I think I told the story after they played. I, it was one of those cases where on a basketball court, I, I saw a big literally go, I don't want any more of this. Like, she broke this lady, Ferdig, who's pushing 6'4", and is, you know, bulky, whatever. I don't know women's weight. She's probably 210 pounds. She is thick. And Desiree Young, like, it wasn't, I mean, the running up and down the floor and getting the spots quicker because Desiree's sleeker was one thing, but I, I talked about it early in the season with UNLV's star forward that Desiree Young plays so hard. Like, we brought up the example Many times in the past, when you watch Nevada basketball, Jordan Caroline was a defensive end playing college basketball. Like his second jump, you know, you getting hit in the face with a freaking B 
beefy shoulder, and then a third time, like he played just so hard, everyone's like, all right. All right. And that's the way Desiree Young played. And I looked at this Allison Furtick, and she was like, this, like she looked at the ref, like, will you tell her to stop hitting me, please? Because she would come down to the post and it was like, boom, boom, to set up the post. Like, okay, we got basketball here. I like this. Did she just quit and went full Zion? Um, Desiree made her go full Zion. Well, yeah, you was mentally you, ready to play. You, you backed Zion Williamson in the the first hour, saying even after watching Zion Williamson throw down warm up dunks and then not play yesterday, and Zion Williamson's excuse or reason for not playing was he's not there mentally, like he's not fully back mentally, like he might be thinking about the hamstring. Okay, it's an issue. I thought you were going to go with the the biggest women's basketball news of the day. That we learned the fate of the Cavenders. Wait, it's a fit. Are they coming back now? No. Well, we talked about it the last two days. Sure, except for we know what their their new chapter is. I had no idea. I, because we talked about the story yesterday that one wanted to play, the better one. Her sister didn't. And they said, and, and we're so looking, then, looking then, forward to the new chapter in our lives. And then Haley was Haley's like, I'm out. I guess I'm not going to play, which I think is weird. Keep playing. Your sister can do something else and wait for her for a year. So what are they doing? Well, very recently... A famous set of twins walked away. The Bella Twins. And the WWE has their newest female twin tag team. How is that even possible? They announced it today. Are you serious? Yep. Okay, I'm not going to get mad about this. (laughs) How does that work? Well, they're going to be the new Bella Twins. They'll probably have a reality show at some point. Okay, a reality show, but they're no, but they're going to be in, they're going to be tech, what are they going to be the grand team they're going to be the grand wizard and Lou Albano they're not going to wrestle they're wrestling they both weigh like 115 they're, pounds use their agility they're great athletes they're basketball players right. they use their agility hey, we're doing a sports talk radio show we're talking <laughs> wrestling right now yeah. I like it I like it no, you're good you're good you can talk about the Cavender twins really they're going <laughs> to wrestle that's their plan right yes. they can't weigh anymore I don't I'm not you know I I joke about being uh, former carnival you know, weight guesser and height guesser, but they can't weigh any more than one thirty. They're not uh, gonna they're not gonna roid it up. They're gonna go China route. She was big though. I think they'll use their they'll use their their wisdom and their speed. That's crazy. Their athleticism. That's crazy. I'm trying to look up what the, what their listed weight. Or will is. they do the opposite of what Andre the Giant used to do? They're five seven, by the way. Yeah, and probably no more than 130 pounds. What's 58 kilo kilograms? Less than 130 pounds. I guess two, on, two, I think it's I think now. it's 2.2. Multiply it by 2.2. Yeah, so what it's like it? a, one, a 128. Wow, carnival guesser. There you go, the weight guesser. <laughs> Nailed it. You don't think when they whoever the announcer is for WWE now is like weighing in <laughs> right 128 right. pounds? No, it's going to be from parts it's unknown. Be a combined 256. <laughs> combined 256. Is that going to work? They're they're gonna give it a go. Kind of the Ray Mysterio Jr. thing. Sure. A lot of high flying. Ah, and Charlotte Flair. Sure will have some kind of Charlotte Flair is gonna snap them like little twigs. Some kind of a dribble, like finishing move, like bounce somebody's head off the mat or something. Could the Cavender twins walk in and be better on the microphone right away than Ronda Rousey? How could they not be? It would be. Almost physically impossible to not be. It's been rough. I was trying to think who the worst talker I've ever met is, and I would say they would be better on the mic than Ronda Rousey, but I 
It, the worst talker I've ever met might be Ronda Rousey. It's rough. Well, you know what? I'm not mad. Just kind of wondering how they're going to use him. But, you know, I'm sure someone will get some ideas from Vince McMahon. He's not working. He doesn't work for WWE anymore. He's just kind of an advisor. Also, He's on the board. It also means they'll be in the UFC now, too, right? Isn't it all one big no, Don't bring that <laughs> one up. One big thing. Is that your first question at your next press uh, availability? Yeah. Hey, Dana, what do you think of the Cavender twins in WWE? Are you going to sign them? Future. Well, look, Ronda's bigger now, but she was fighting at 135. Cavender twins are 128. Yeah, I guess they're not they're not that small. Yeah. They'll be fine. They they walk around at one twenty eight. Ronda walked around probably when she fought one thirty five at like one fifty eight. Fair. Maybe more. A little bigger build. Yeah. You might be right. There might be there might be women who uh I, who knows what cyborg weighed when she was fighting at one thirty five. She might have cut down from one seventy. She she was at one forty five. She never fought one thirty five. I don't think she hey, did. Right, she was one forty, I think she got down. So then she probably weighed I don't know. I stood next to her going back in the uh, the memory banks. I stood next to her doing an interview in in the Marriott in San Jose. It's a good memory. Probably was Strikeforce at the time. Yeah, I like that hotel. And yeah, I looked I looked across and I'm like, I was fatter. I was heavier than her, but I'm like, this woman. Uh, first of all, I know she could beat the living hell out of me, but I was like, she has every you know like shoulders and bigger arms, and she was big. Yeah, she she would destroy you. <laughs> I'm not even. It's not even a question. Do you think the Cavender twins would destroy you? Probably. I don't know. I don't think they can fight. Hannah's probably a better fighter because she's not a good basketball player, so she probably had to learn how to do other things. They're at 128. You know how strong women's basketball players are? Yeah. Like maybe not for you because you're, you're a little heavier than me, but if, even if you, you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hug. I'm not being creepy here, but I'm going to, you know, you're like, I'm going to close space. Now we're now we're verging on like what's, what's domestic happening? violence here. What's I don't happening? know. Well, because you you set it up, and I'm like, what would I do? I don't know. I think you go for a single leg, and she jumps up on that leg, and you know, roundhouse kicks me. I think if you fought Haley in a sanctioned, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know the difference. I, I just know her. they're they're both slim and trim and blonde and on IG. Well, one's good at basketball, and one's really not. Well, the, that I, you know, you shouldn't say that. What? Because. Hannah played Division One basketball. Even if she averaged five points a game, she's still good. Would she have gotten a scholarship if Haley didn't exist? Somewhere. Maybe not with Miami. Eh. Somewhere. I think both programs that they were in were like, okay, if, if we can get Haley, we'll take Hannah. How about that two-minute conversation on women's basketball that turned into <laughs> WWE? It's a hardcore breakdown. Right. All right, quick time out here. We'll reset the hour. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some VGK, get you set up for the game tonight. Also, some conversations from their uh, big ribbon cutting and intro of a uh, ball hockey rink in Las Vegas at Lorenzi Park. We'll have conversations with uh, Councilman Cedric Creer and also a former VGKer still with the organization, Derek England. Come hang with Cofield and Company at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. Free parking, great food and drink specials, and giveaways. Every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. You just mentioned a great follow-up note. Adam Hill is here. It's Cofield, ESPN Las Vegas. Here is Silver Sevens on a Thursday. We're getting ready for VGK Hockey. 77-cent bottles in the finale. It was all year. It's going to happen in the playoffs as well. Golden Knight playoff game, 70-cent bottles, 77-cent bottles of Bud Light. Bud and Mick Ultra at their two bars, the Bud Light Sports Bar and the Silver and Gold Bar. But your follow-up note on the Cavender Twins, if you missed a couple minutes ago, former Fresno State and Miami female basketball players 
made a bunch of money the last couple of years in name, image, likeness. They could have come back for a fifth year. One sister didn't want to. The other did. So they decided both to go elsewhere. They just announced they're going to wrestle or be part of the WWE. And then you mentioned during the break where they got to do the announcement. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually watching it right now uh, on the Today Show this morning. That's kind of big. They made the announcement for sure. But it also it goes to the point just to go back to yesterday when we kind of we were kind of joking about it. But like one wants to play, one doesn't. Well, why can't they? Why do they have to do the same thing? Well, because they're they're. My point was their marketing ability is all as a duo. Like they don't really have marketing ability as a solo person. So and that's unfortunate, but that's that's just the way it is. And so. If, if it's time to go to WWE, it's time to go. But uh, it makes some sense because where do you watch WWE these days? I know you watch it regularly uh, can't through get, can't get enough of it through Peacock, which is NBC. So the Today Show put them on, which seems like a pretty good launching point for the career. Which, by the way, is an absolute lie. I don't watch it through Peacock. The only time I see it is on TikTok. Oh, fair. Yeah. There's you. You follow WWE accounts on TikTok? I don't follow. They just come up. It's in the algorithm. I don't, night to night, I don't know what I'm getting. Well, now, you're since you follow the Cavender Twins, I'm sure that you'll be getting much more Boy, WWE content. And I get way too much of the Cavender Twins. But you know what? You know why that probably happens? And I actually, I try to scroll past. Mountain West basketball? I No, I, I try to scroll past immediately because I'm like, I want out of this. Because they, they don't really do anything on IG and TikTok. They you, do their dances. Eh, okay. <laughs> I know. Well, they do basketball videos, too. Yeah. A dr- fancy, I actually, I might fancy dribbling. I, I, I kind of like, like I was saying earlier. Maybe they could be managers. I, I think they're gonna be I, tag I, team champions one day. This show goes off the rails so often. So I'm watching TikTok the other day, <laughs> and they've got a video in WCW of Stevie Ray, right? And Stevie Ray's doing you know one of the stand ups, and he's going after Hogan. Right, and he's going. He's and he's with Mean Gene. God, I wish I had the auto. I was going to have the Vast Sound Crew pull this one, but he's with Mean Gene Oakland, right? And Stevie Ray's doing Hogan this, Hogan that, and then he goes and N, and he drops an N bomb on on TV, and Mean Gene just turns and he's like, "Coming up on Wednesday," and it goes right into the pitch in the match, like not even not even a moment of hesitation. But in the background, you can see Scary Sherry, who was the manager, okay. like was so loving. To Stevie Ray. I'm watching. I'm like, I don't I don't know this for a fact. I think they had to be together. She was like, it's good, Stevie Ray. You dropped an N-bomb on live TV. No big deal. Mean Gene cover for you. Like, because he, he turned and he was like, <laughs> like so mad at himself on live TV, you know. There's Maybe so, the Cavender twins can be a Sherry type. Without the supporting of racism? Maybe they could be a... Lady or okay. Elizabeth. Well, Lady I don't Elizabeth. Think you want the same fate? No, no, no. There's too much. Yeah, you know, that's that, that. They have to avoid that. I think it's don't, a, a don't, new era. Don't, you know what? Don't blank where you eat. Just man. Just manage. Just manage whatever wrestler you get. I think they're going to be. Ta- it, they're a tag team champion. If it's the Miz, you don't get with them. I think you're being sexist. They are going to be tag. They're a tag team championship. They're not men. They don't have to be valets, as they used to call them anymore. They they're can, not. They're those those are some wrestle. of the biggest stars of wrestling. I mentioned the Grand Wizard, Classy Freddie Blassie, Captain they're, Lou Albano. They're going to be a very, very viable tag team that's going to compete for the title. This is not me. You're dragging me into this with the Cavender Twins. 
Which is more of your, you know, old school women can't accomplish things. I didn't. Yeah. Women can just be on the no. sidelines rooting people Not on. at all. You know what's funny? As when you mentioned how well they're doing, I thought of all the guys out there who are like, women's basketball is stupid, right? And I, and I went back to Anchorman when Ron Burgundy was so upset about Veronica Corningstone achieving at a high level. And he goes into the bar, and is it Danny Trey who's the bar, bartender? He's, and he's like, ladies can do things these days. <laughs> I think that was the line. I looked it up. I, now I lost it. you got to respect them. I prefer when he give the great speech, and then uh, he just goes, I'm sorry, I don't speak Spanish. It's like my favorite line of the whole movie. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. So I went out to Lorenzi Park today. Solid. And I, and I want. <laughs> I want. I want to. I just want to play these conversations for us. We're getting ready for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Uh, very cool, Lorenzi Park, uh, legendary park. Uh, I consider the middle of town because I I live rather close to that area. Uh, Cedric Career grew up in that area, and he mentions it here. He's a councilman uh, in Ward Five, and they put this whole thing together with the NHL with the Golden Knights. They built a uh, ball hockey rink. It's really cool. It's got the VGK logo on there. Here's uh, my convo from a little earlier today with Cedric Kerr. Look, I grew up right down the street. I live five minutes from here. I used to walk through this park as a kid. I didn't grow up with hockey in our community. Uh, we didn't really know much about it. Uh, but here we are with the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, they have made such an impact in our community on so many levels. They continue to outdo themselves year after year. We're so happy that they were doing this. We're so happy the fact that they chose uh, Lorenzi to work with us because it's going to expose a lot of kids in our neighborhood that did not know anything about hockey, and now we're going to get them going. And like you said, it's it's special what they've done in the community, and a lot of them didn't know a whole lot about hockey. Yeah, no doubt about what it. they could bring to the community. They brought so much. Look, I'm a prime example of that, right? You've got uh, someone that didn't grow up with it. Many, many cities, if you grew up in Detroit, you know about hockey. Chicago, you knew about hockey. You grew up in St. Louis, you knew about hockey. New York, you knew about hockey. Las Vegas, we did not. We're still learning. And this is going to be a hell of a learning curve to get our kids ready to be the next Derek England or whomever uh, who's going to go into the NHL. You know, one final thing. Tell people around the city who aren't familiar with the neighborhood and Lorenzi Park yeah. what is here, because this is a massive park it and is. a lot of amenities. It is. We're located right on Rancho in Washington. This park is one of the oldest parks in Las Vegas. Uh, we have a fishing pond. We have tennis court. We have baseball fields. We have soccer fields. Now we have the uh, Vegas Golden Knights ball hockey rink here. Uh, we've got a Deerfield Center here. It is a massive park and a lot of moving parts going on in this park. And so this adds to all of the things that we're doing within the city of Las Vegas. But today's been amazing with all the uh, the ambiance. We'll put it that way. In our interviews and show, we had the guy walk up a little early, like, what's going on here? We're doing a radio show. Well, you, um, love, you love a good drum line. Well, that's where I was torn, and you know I was torn. As I'm watching, or as I'm, you know, because I'm doing the video, and I'm like, I know the sound quality is not going to be great on this. So do I stop it? Because the drum line, I love the drum line. They didn't drum earlier. They, I was, I'm, I'm videoing the whole thing. I'm like, let's go. Come on. I want to hear it. As soon as I start in with the councilman. Well, you knew that was going to happen. That's, yeah. that's how things go. I'm intrigued by the fishing pond. Did you swing by there? Did I did cast, not. Cast a rod. I did not. But as you know, I think I've told you before, everyone in my family sort of liked to fish. I mean, it was mostly, back back in the day, it was mostly toxic, uh, you know, affected fish in, in New Jersey. But uh, they loved the crab. Oh, they loved all that stuff. I've, not been, me. I've been crabbing like twice back in Maryland. You don't do anything. You just you, lay you, the cage. Well, you got to pull up the cage at the yeah, right you, time. You lay the cage flat, and then you pull it up, and it closes in on the yeah, crab. But, you, you know, if you're an adult, you I just drink. I can't imagine a dumber activity than fishing. It's just a moment to chill. 
I, I can't. I can't. I just, can't even just chill, drink, talk, fathom a dumber look, thing. Look at nature. Check out the trees. Where do you get to the good part? Are you anti-park as well, or because it has basketball courts? Oh, it's a basketball court. Yeah, those are cool. I feel like the rest of the park is just eating up space that could be basketball courts or softball fields. You know what I didn't ask about? And maybe he even said it. I don't think I missed it. Um, did he mention pickleball courts? I didn't hear it. Did well, there's drums going. I couldn't, yeah, really, couldn't really hear all of it. Last week, the city of Las Vegas announced that they had like a $12 million funding for new pickleball courts. And almost everyone on the thread was like, we need this. We need this instead. What? And, and like the, the, whoever, whoever's running the Twitter account is like, it was money earmarked for this. We got like federal funding for this. People love pickleball. I think I'm going to try it. Okay. Have fun. Who was I talking to last week? Oh, you know, it was Caleb Herring. I believe this See was him? off the air. Well, so Caleb's like 20 years younger than me. And I actually, I think I was trying to talk a little trash. I was trying to read if he's ever played or get a read if he's ever played a racket game. Because if you haven't. It's not always as easy as you think. No. And I was, where was I where I was watching? Oh, I was, at a, I was at a bar about 10 days ago, and they had a pickleball match on, and it was all legends of tennis. It was Agassi and McEnroe, uh, some other guys. Like, now I can't remember all their names. But, and I'm watching. Oh, it's Andy Roddick, and I'm like, he doesn't look too good. I'm like, I think I have it. Okay. I think I got a shot. Yeah, I don't think that's... It's an old-person sport. It's really not, though. It's a small court. As long as you have hand-eye. This is, like this, this, here's what's happening right now. This is like a late-life Jake Paul for me. Like, hey, look at the schlub over there. And I'm just going to start out with what I think is a low level, but still athletic. Like, it'll still be a victory. Where you're like, oh, you beat that person. But I'm going to slowly climb the ladder. I don't think you're going to get very high on that ladder. But I will. That's the, but that's Jake Paul. Like, you don't ever go. You're not going to go. You're not challenging the light heavyweight champ of the world or whatever weight he's at. You're not going to, you're going to drop down to 170 or. I guess it would be 168 in boxing, 175. You're not going to do that. But, but you do just enough where they're like, ooh, you beat that person? Which is actually a dig on you. Good job. Like, man, I didn't expect anything from you. You, you appear to be an athletic clown. I expected you to just drop the racket. We'll see. It could be a disaster. It will be a disaster. I've, try, I've tried certain things uh, athletic, I have the most confidence it will be a disaster. I've tried certain things athletically, and I, I gave it like a try or two, and I was like, I cannot do this. Can I give you one of them? Sure. Rollerblading. It's I fell so many times so hard rollerblading early on that I was like, I'm broken. How old were you when you tried rollerblading? Uh, maybe mid-20s. But I could roller skate. But I could. I, I mean, maybe it goes back to the old hockey thing. I couldn't ice skate. Rollerblading, it was just what a disaster. I mean, I think I got it. I did it. I think the second time I did it, I did it in Central Park in New York City. And... I wasn't really wise enough to kind of look at the start. And right away, I'm like, okay, downhill. And I, I fell 
hard enough where I was like, I'm done. I, I, I also I, I do think I can cuss myself. Can you go? Um, the effects are still being felt. Yes. Could you? Can you go downhill on skates? Yeah, I can stop but myself. But you couldn't do it on at blades. A, yeah, and and at a rink, I was pretty decent. Yeah. But a rink, a rink is different. Yeah. Downhill is. I think you're also fearless when you're like 13. That's true. And Casey and the Sunshine Band is on. That was an old reverse reference. skate. Turn the lights oh, off. Yeah, 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 it's good. Good. All right, coming up. Well, uh, by the way, if you uh, if you missed all the hockey interviews from today, they're up at Steve Cofield. They're also up uh, at ESPN Las Vegas at LV Sports Network. Uh, coming up, let's get you ready for this VGK game tonight against Kraken. What's at stake? And also, the uh, latest rumors are Aaron Rodgers. And also, let's get back to uh, mock season because we've got another. We've been presenting a mock draft for the NFL draft every day. We got a doozy this time. Sign up for an A-Play card and receive a guaranteed $10 in free play with a chance to win up to $150 in free play at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7s. Adam Hill is here with Mateo, Silver 7s, Cofield, ESPN, Las Vegas. I screwed up that wrestling story. It was actually it was Harlem Heat. It wasn't Stevie Ray on the mic. It was Booker T. Completely ruins the integrity of the story. Does. Dropping an end bomb on live TV, and then Mean Gene just turns and he's like, "Coming up Thursday, the big mean, match." Mean Gene's such a pro; he's unbelievable. Why? This is that no one would ever know this, and this isn't actually yellow. I think it's orange, but I like yellow microphone mic shields. It's a little homage, paying some honor to Mean Gene, one of the greatest ever on the microphone. I'm sure, he would appreciate that. I don't know if he would. I don't even know if he picked the uh, the yellow color on purpose, and he may have only used the yellow color once, and that's what I remember. Was that what was being used in the video you just watched? I can't see. No, it's black. So there's no homage at all. No. So I have more of an I, homage. I will go through. I will go through like a hundred Mean Gene stand-ups, and the, the yellow will be on like two. A lot of blown stories today, but I do think I established something pretty special here with comparing myself to Jake Paul using pickleball. Now I just have to get off my ass, get someone to play pickleball, and see how I do. And I could walk off the court after two attempts. I've been very selfish with storytelling today. Is there a sport you tried, an activity you tried, and five minutes in you're like, I'm out. I don't like this. Fishing? Okay. You should have done that with bowling. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't really enjoy bowling. Yeah. Well, you're not, you don't have the, I don't know what it is. The footwork is weird. Yeah. You do the Flintstone approach. Yeah, I'll do like, I'll have like four normal steps and then like a couple <laughs> toe taps to yep. try to. Set my feet right and then throw it. Like, I don't, it's not, I, I wouldn't consider that an activity I tried. Like, I didn't pick it up, like, oh, I'm going to really get out there and bowl. I was like, it's like, hey, if people are going bowling, you'll go throw a couple balls. I think that's what bowling is. Uh, Cordova was in, Marty Cordova, Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Famer, former AL Rookie of the Year. Um, he wants to go bowling. Okay. So, I'll go hang out, throw a couple. Okay. Let's do it. We'll sure. have to set that up. Have you seen his former team is excelling a bit? Today? He was the rookie of the year with the Twins. Um, if I'm correct, I think the uh, I think there's Mean Gene in the background. Well, it's on right um, above you. It's eleven to one right now. Well, I was mentioning the Orioles as one of his former teams. Oh, sorry. I know I threw you off there. Uh, Orioles. I don't know if I'd call it a decent start. Um, they've also been playing the A's, but the Orioles, just like a year ago, are hitting the hell out of the ball. So yeah, they won today. They're seven and six. They're eight and seven. Ryan Mountcastle had another home run. I think he's got five homers and 19 ribs on the year. They're doing something they're calling a uh, – it's a it's 
It's a new home run celebration that involves a beer funnel. No alcohol. They're calling it the Homer Hose, but then I noticed... Um, who's the uh, the guy who, was, who had a, a little run there as a big NFL insider? He's doing radio in Baltimore now. Uh, Lock in Fora. Um, on that station, they were really pushing to call it the Dong Bong. Like, hit a big dong, the okay. Dong Bong. So I can see how that probably wouldn't fly with everyone. Okay. Well, they're also doing the sprinkler. You seen that one? The, no, what's that? I, like, I think it's when they get doubles. Uh, whoever is out, whoever gets the double stand... Uh, at second base, look back to the dugout and do like the sprinkler dance. Yeah, and then everybody in the dugout has their mouth full of water. Will spit it out at, with each turn of the sprinkler. Uh, what organization that knows the rules of baseball will come down on them for having fun? Cardinals, if they play them. There's got to be someone. Yeah, somebody will crack down. Where's Jose Bautista? <laughs> to say that's disrespectful. That's not how we learn to play the game. Fun, not allowed. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen somewhere along the way, and then they'll apologize, and it'll, there'll be a fight, and it'll be so stupid. Nobody will throw punches. That's how baseball works. Not how hockey works. Can't do anything fun. Not how hockey works. No. Not, not as much fighting as the past, but they'll throw. Sure. So this is pretty exciting tonight for the Knights. They got everything on the line, everything in front of them. They're in the playoffs. But if they get a point or they get the two, division and Western Conference. Yeah. It's big. Big Michael back. He's back. Shea Theodore back. Have we seen the lines yet? Do we know if they're uh, in? Or is it too soon? No, it's seven seven thirty game. Yeah, seven thirty start. Are you mad? Well, you sounded like an old guy there. No, I'm okay. just saying it's there's, it's two hours away. Yeah. So you got to wait even longer, half hour longer to watch. So if you're Cassidy, how do you manage this? Like, if you have say you have a ninety percent Theodore Eichel and Mark Stone on on Monday or Tuesday well, when the playoffs open. I thought you were going to say just play for the tie. Just tie, baby. Oh, well, yeah, we go back to the Raiders and Chargers. Uh, that's what, that's what I would go. Well, you can't tie in the end, but if you, as, long as, you, as long as you get to overtime tonight, you win the division. What do you do in overtime? Turn around, slap it in your own net. That's what I would do. I knew you were going to say that. A hundred percent that's what All I would right. do. And I'll tell you right now, if they go to overtime and somebody gets hurt, somebody, somebody needs to account for that. If somebody gets hurt in overtime, yeah. because as soon as as soon as if it goes to overtime, they should take the opening face off and skate off the ice, or let the even even put it in form if you want, end it right away. You have zero to play for at that point. You're done. So why wouldn't you? You already have injury concerns. You've already got health matters all over the place. Why would you put guys through even more time? You're making a good argument. It's not even an argument. I agree. It's not. I don't know if they're going to be as obvious as just slapping it into their own net. They should. Would the NHL come down on them for the integrity of the for game? For what reason? Integrity. I don't know. The, I, yeah. we had, the we had integrity illegal. of the game is we're here to win a playoff right. series, not a game in Seattle on a Thursday night that is completely irrelevant and meaningless. You think? And, and, hey, NHL. Uh Really, you want us to play this out, and you want less less potential starters in games in the playoffs, and even you know less ratings from a sport nobody watches. Is that what you want? I agree. Care? It hasn't happened yet, and now you're getting prematurely worked well, up about the NHL. You're arguing. You're arguing what would they say? They better not say anything. 
I don't know. We had, we had a legal insider say the Knicks might sue or file a grievance over the Mavs not giving a crap about their play-in tournament. Like, if the Mavs deem the pick more important, who are the Knicks? Oh, we should have played it down the middle? Integrity yeah. of the game? Yeah, integrity of the game is to try to I win the hope title. they freaking reject James Dolan off the backboard if they file something on that one. <laughs> be, Teams get to do what they want. Great. They should, yes. As long as it's incentivized. And in this case, it's not, it's not an incentive to lose, but it's an incentive not to get hurt. It's wrapped up. On Monday, we're going to open the Stanley Cup playoffs. At least the station is at Twin Peaks over on Eastern. That's April 17th, Monday. Willie's going to be out on the scene from 4 until 6.30. Happy hour goes down from 2 to 7. There's a late night happy hour as well. Dollar off all wine, liquor, and freeze the cold, 29-degree brewskis. The big beers are less than 4 bucks. That's Miller Light and Coors Light. Select apps, 2 4 and $6. Twin Peaks, Monday, 4 to 6.30. Willie Ramirez on the scene. Come hang with Cofield and Company at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. Free parking, great food and drink specials, and giveaways. Every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside TI. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Boy, betting the NFL draft is going to be fascinating. We're still two weeks away, and we keep getting little leaks of stuff. Today, made the rounds that... The Texans may not take a quarterback at number two. Could be Will Anderson, the uh, edge from Alabama. VEASAN, our friends who we've got on our fourth station, 1230 the game, Matt Humans used to be on this station doing a show with Dave Koken and you. He put out mock draft 1.0. Could this draft be the most influential when it comes to the betting market? Matt Humans, who doesn't really cover the NFL, covers everything. You cover the NFL. It's not an insult to Matt, but he's got Bryce Young one. He's going with the Texans, taking Will Anderson two. Jalen Carter three. Here we go. The quarterback's falling. <laughs> C.J. Stroud to the Colts. JVT's rodding up somewhere. Seahawks, Richardson. Witherspoon to the Raiders. Check that. Lions at six. Yeah. Raiders with, an, Raiders with an edge. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. All right, what do you think of the top? He's going right in with something that's been different from most people with Will Anderson at two, three, Jalen Carter, C.J. Stroud falls all the way to four. Yeah, I, the issue is um, obviously there was you know some, some thought on this about Houston passing on a quarterback at two, which is uh, the rumors that are out there. Um, and Matt did this with no trades, which I've done a couple of those as well. I don't foresee a scenario on the planet where Houston doesn't take a quarterback and then the Cardinals pick at number three. Like, I just don't think that would happen. And, and I, I think Matt would agree with that. Uh, so that's why you stay there and you end up taking uh, Jalen Carter, but the Cardinals would be why wouldn't Matt make rushing it, to did trade. Did he say, I'm not yeah, going to make trades? No, it says no trades in the first round. Hmm. So I think that's, the, that's where the issue comes in of, like, yeah, if they stay there, they would end up having to take Jalen Carter probably, but I just don't think they would. Interesting. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's that's where things get thrown off. And that's where, you know, a lot of the mock drafts that are out there, if you change one, you know, change one pick from them, if you say, well, what happens if this happens here? Then the entire rest of the draft changes. Man, he's got a good source of sources on this. Last year, uh, the mock 
that Matt put out, ranked number three in the country, 1,375 mock drafts, 25.7% accuracy based on the players picked in correct spots by specific teams. Pretty good. Yeah. Very good. Sources. Good ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's a secret. He quotes his, his main source in the story. Who did he mention? Uh, Michael Lombardi, who we've talked about here, is maybe the most influential person in terms of mock drafts anywhere in the country who just happens to work uh, at VEASAN as well. So they're, they're very well connected over there. I noticed C.J. Stroud at the number four pick, if you just want to make that pick and bet it, went from 20 to 1 is now up to 15 to 1. Okay. And Will Anderson bumped up at number two, up to 2 to 1. Yeah. I mean, all, all those things make sense. Like that. That's... All these markets are based on money, which are based on information that's out there. And the latest information that is kind of sweeping around all over the Internet is that the the Texans are not taking a quarterback at two. And if they don't take a quarterback, it's almost certain that that pick is Will Anderson. And it also helps the Texans if people think they're not taking a quarterback, that then all of a sudden the Cardinals uh, would have to start panicking and potentially move up because they don't want anybody else to move up to number two to try to get the guy that they want at quarterback and the Texans are willing to move down if they're not taking a quarterback, there's a lot of games that are being played. Rumors about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers based on something Charles Robinson, Yahoo football expert, said in an interview. What was he talking about? So, you know, there is there's this sense out there right now and the, the reports are that the holdup between the Jets and the Packers and potentially making a trade for Aaron Rodgers is that the Jets want some sort of buyback, which is if Aaron Rodgers only plays this season and then retires, then they get a refund. So it's like, hey, we'll give you two picks, second-round pick each of the next two years, but if Aaron Rodgers retires, then you give us that pick back. And the Packers have not seemed to want to do that. Uh, and, and the word from Charles Robinson was, this is all based on the Aaron Rodgers interview with Pat McAfee where he said, before the darkness retreat, he was 90% retired. And Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, said, well, if that's the case, then he's probably going to retire after this year, right? So we need some sort of assurances that we're not giving up a pick next year if he's I love not coming this. back. As a Jets fan, I love this so much. You may be alone. I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm good going 4-13 and and getting Caleb Williams. So it's Again, the, I've been, the issue I've been, with that. I've been, I, do, I've been doing this for, I, I'm not going to say I was a Jets fan at birth, but, you know, whatever it is, uh, since 1979, so... I've been doing this 43 years. I can wait a 44th and 45th to get a franchise quarterback who's not 100 years old. The problem is the rest of the team is probably too good to actually get Caleb Williams. And, and you know, like I've been told, because my my thought has been the Raiders should be trying to be the worst team in the league to get Caleb Williams. And people say, well, if you believe he's that good and they believe he's that good, doesn't every team in the league believe he's that good? And what stops the team from saying, here's seven first-round picks? So, like, somebody is going to give up a lot next year to get that first pick. Mm-hmm. So you, it's not even a case of being the worst team. It's you have to you have to try to find a way to have the most assets and be a really bad team in order to get them. We are on the verge of an incredible. I didn't do that right. I, I wanted to do Snoop Dogg in the Corona commercial. Damn it! We're on the verge of an incredibly horrific story. Sad story. $6 billion purchase for an NFL team, it's depressing because it's Dan Snyder is going to get the $6 billion. 
It was Andy Samberg who does the commercial with sure. Snoop. You're going to try to rhyme? I don't know what I was trying to do. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, Six billion dollar purchase for a guy who's been just an absolute crumb to hundreds of people is an embarrassment to the NFL. Has been an embarrassment to the DC area. Has you know as I mentioned earlier, listen, it's only football. You know, and and when um, fans of terrible franchises like the Jets, I'm like, oh, it's been 40 and 50 years and just misery. Like it's not doesn't end my life. But Snyder is a creep. Sure. And they're going to make a lot of money on this. Nothing's official yet, right? No. But it looks like Bezos is out, and this Fisher guy is in. Look, that's the Magic and, Johnson group. And the report is $6.05 billion. Yeah. It's like a $5.2 billion profit since I think he Snyder bought it for $800 million. Oh, God. Which means he's going to be able to spend a lot more time on that yacht evading, evading subpoenas. Good news for everyone. And by the way, let me get his name right. I don't know why I said Fisher. Josh Harris. Yeah. So Josh Harris owns Harish. Harris? Harris. Harris owns. I'm never going to be able to say this guy's name again. Josh Harris owns the Sixers and the Devils. He's from D.C. Yeah. So now he's going to own a New Jersey, New York area team, which barely moves the uh, meter in New York, the Devils, a Philly team, and a D.C. team. I wonder if he sells out of the other two. The interesting thing here is, and we'd have to get someone who knows a lot more about money and purchasing and what you need to put up, how the NFL works. Maybe you can find out about this. I saw his value pegged at $5.9 billion. Now, it's not all his money. It's a it's going to be a vast ownership group. But uh, sure. I'm sure Commander Sanders are like anyone, anyone but this guy. Just please end the misery for us. Forgot about Crystal Palace also of the Premier League. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's rich. And he's got a lot of, a lot of rich friends. He does. And now we've got Commander's connections too. Crazy. And now, of course, there are spinoff rumors that Bezos would be interested in buying another NFL team. But for him, why? I actually, he, he is so wealthy. Why would you give Snyder the satisfaction of breaking this record for a, a purchase after Snyder has mother blanked him left and right? Yeah. And you're like, I'm not going to buy your team. Screw, screw off. Let, hopefully someone else can do it. And someone can. Someone will. Yeah, someone will. Uh, and, and also, it, it also it complicates, complicates potentially the TV deals and. I think Bezos thinks he can make a lot more money off the TV deals than he can off a, off a team. And so why would he sacrifice that if, if it is going to complicate things? Now, I'm sure the NFL could work it out even if he owned a team, but I'm sure he's like, yeah, I'd rather just make money off you guys than being a part of it. Until such point where he just, his desire to be a part of it just outweighs everything else. But right now it's probably just to continue to make more money. A weird next step in the Odell Beckham to Raven story. Did Lamar have influence in bringing him there or not? Sounds like he did, but that there was no guarantee. That he's like, hey, if you're looking for a place, go to Baltimore. Like, I don't know if anything's gonna work, anything is going to get worked out, but if it does, I'll be there. And by the way, just sign a one-year deal. Make your $18 million, and then we can maybe unite next year. Who knows? But uh, it sounds like he recruited him in a way, but didn't promise he was going to be there. And the Ravens certainly couldn't promise that they were going to get a deal done with him. They don't know. It's not really in their hands. Thanks to Silver Sevens for housing the show today. Sign up for the A-Play card. Great giveaways throughout the week. Accrue points. 
You get all these extra bonuses. You got great drink specials, including tonight, 77-cent beers, Bud, Bud Light, and Michelob Ultra for the VGK game against the Kraken. If you want to hear the game, right now the uh, preview of the game is going down over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. That's 1340 and 98.9 FM. I didn't check the last number. Kraken were a slight dog earlier in the day. Someone may have bet the Kraken. Someone may have. Can you bet an overtime loss? Mm, I'll look. I'll look. Game's coming up over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. For Mateo, for Adam, for Ari back in the Finley Toyota Studios, it's Cofield. We'll see you.